The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Today we're talking about eating right to fight cancer. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, we all know there has to be a connection between nutrition and cancer care, but we don't always follow through on that, do we? In our current marketplace, we are hearing a lot of conversation about eating healthy, being more nutritionally sound, but really now connecting the dots of the science of nutrition and its potential impact on cancer care, cancer treatment, and potential cancer recovery is really an important subject, and and we need to understand how some of that works. And we're going to leave it to the professionals here on the program today because you have a guest coming up who is a professional. Absolutely. I am not a nutritionist, nor do I play one on TV. (laughs) So with that, we're going to talk to someone who specializes in the subject of nutrition and culinary uh, recommendations for nutritional support for cancer patients. And let me say at the outset that we'll put some additional resources on our website. So as you follow up on this topic today, you'll find those resources at Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. One more time, health, hope, and inspiration.com. All right, take us to Scripture to open our program. Well, our spiritual nugget for today, my friend, is found in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verses 19 through 20. And basically, this is what it tells us. Do you not know? Uh oh, there's a question being asked. Do you not know that your bodies, not your spirit, but that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Verse 20, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. We're Mm -hmm. going to talk about how to honor God with our bodies and understanding and beginning to embrace some nutritional practices that will help us to be physically well from a physical body perspective. No guilt trips here today. Just good, (laughs) solid information. Just good, solid information that will benefit us all in the long run. Yeah, whether (laughs) whether we've been diagnosed with cancer or not. That is correct. uh, This is something all of us can uh, can benefit from here today on the program. So you stay with us now. We're just getting started with Health, Hope, and Inspiration for the day. Again, that website is Health hopeandinspiration.com. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll be back in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. 
Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McCray. And Percy, this is a great topic today, so let's get started. Well, I'm excited. And with me today is Karen Sutters, who is a clinical nutrition and culinary manager at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Eastern Regional Medical Center. And so we're thrilled to have you here today to talk about nutrition and culinary conversations. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. That being said, first and foremost, tell the audience, what do you do as a clinical nutritionist and a culinary manager? What do you do? I wear many hats. My day consists of uh, intervention and interviewing patients, making sure that we're doing proper um, nutrition assessments, making sure that they're meeting their nutritional needs, intervening in any way uh, necessary, whether it be symptom management, dietary intervention, nutrition support, mm-hmm. education when it comes to information that people may find on the internet or that you know Sally Mae down the street told them that they have to absolutely do sure. in order to, to help with their recovery. Um, the other hat that I wear is making sure that our standards are being upheld um, from our culinary department so we're able to provide the best quality care from a nutrition standpoint for our patients. Okay. Why is nutrition important to the cancer conversation? And that's a really great question. Um, It's important for a lot of different reasons. Um, One of the main reasons is because we do see so many complications in patients undergoing cancer treatment and the correlation with malnutrition. Nutrition plays a huge role because a lot of times we may see that appropriate nutrition intervention may actually help with increasing their outcomes. Um, We may also see that dietary intervention, whether it be um, different foods that they're eating, different food patterns, um, different variety of foods, may actually help with nausea, vomiting, um, or any type of other side effects that they may encounter through treatment. So, you know, it's simple and complex all at the same time. So nutrition is an important conversation to the cancer experience and the and the pathway of cancer treatment for patients. Absolutely, 100%. I, I feel that um, nutrition plays a huge role in the support and the recovery for, for all cancer patients. You mentioned earlier about part of the execution of what you do is nutrition assessment. Explain to us what an example would be of a nutrition assessment. How do you assess the nutritional needs of patients? Um, we actually use a validated tool called a subjective global assessment, and it's a tool used by the majority of all oncology nutrition related practitioners. Okay. What it does is it, it goes through weight history how much the patients weighed, you know, what a usual body weight is, Mm -hmm. how much they weighed in a month, how much they weighed in six months, if any weight changes, dietary intake, 
energy level, any type of side effects. And each category actually has a numerical system associated with it. Um, And then dependent upon their score, after we've gone through that assessment, they're given um, a rating system. So zero to four would be considered well-nourished. Five to nine would be considered moderately malnourished. And above and 10 or above is considered severely malnourished. That's how we categorize our patients. So it's not just... "Mm, you don't really look so good today. Sure. I think you're severely malnourished. There's definitely a lot more thought and evaluation that goes into the, the specific. It, it is a diagnosis, the specific diagnosis. With that assessment, with that tool, and and with your time and tenure uh, in this field, how many? And again, I won't hold you to this approximately. How many patients, or percentage-wise, would you say you've seen oncology patients who would be considered malnutritioned? I would say, for my experience, 60 to 80% wow. of, of the patients that we are seeing are categorized as either moderately or severely malnourished. That is a very high number. I'm so shocked at that. Yes, sir. Uh, with that being said, then, again, it helps to reinforce the fact that a nutritional support plan and commitment to such really does come into play in, in, in the clinical environment of oncology. I truly believe that it does. And, you know, for every malnourished patient, we do have well-nourished patients, but that doesn't mean that they don't need the same type of tender, loving care. Okay. Um, When we're talking about nutrition intervention, it can be education. Sure. You know, somebody may come in saying, my aunt told me to take this supplement or my aunt told me to eat these foods because it's going to help me. And a lot of times some of these things other don't have a lot of scientific backing behind Mm -hmm. them. They may actually be harmful or hindering their recovery and, you know, their progress. So it's important to be seeing these patients and providing them with the the care that they need. So the nutritional support that you're providing, and and just as a clarification, has strong evidence-based tools, uh, whether it be assessment, whether it be uh, whatever you may offer in terms of of things to be done, that that there's there's an evidence-based efficacy that goes with that. Absolutely. As a registered dietitian, it's important to be practicing evidence-based medicine. Great. That's important for, for our listening audience to know. Why did you become a nutritionist? What led you down the path of nutrition? I, I think my path to become a dietitian and, and my path in oncology are are two very different ones. Yeah, because I was going to ask the very next question yeah. is why oncology as well. Absolutely. So I got into nutrition. Um, I was a college athlete. I was a swimmer. Um, I swam my whole life. And nutrition, at, you know, as a, an elite athlete is always something sure. that, you know, has to be on the forefront. You really have to pay attention mm-hmm. to that to be able to, to deliver top performances. When I found out when I was at my university that I could actually make a career out of that, I, I, I jumped on. So... I stayed through and got my bachelor's degree and and finished up my internship and also stayed in, and got my master's degree in uh, nutrition science as well. I started at a county hospital in clinical nutrition and I loved it. I loved learning. I loved being part of ICU rounds and the interventions and the different people that I got to speak with. Sure. But then I wanted more. I found myself not being able to build those relationships, not being able to continue the discussions, not being able to be as impactful as I wanted to be. Okay. Through exploration, I saw a position posted for my facility, and um, I came and learned about it, and 
after being hired and being brought on, I got to do exactly that. I got to feel like I was making a difference. Okay. I got to have that follow up with patients and really help them through their journey. So a sense of mission and a sense of purpose along with your vocation. Exactly. So we've talked about nutrition and some of the elements of, of nutrition and how you've assessed and, and why you assess. Let's talk about how you apply that to the culinary uh, execution of food preparation or endorsement of food preparation and meals for patients. Let's talk about that and why is that important? Absolutely. Um, A lot of people don't understand that there is such a thing as a therapeutic diet. When we're talking about oncology, most of the time it's eat whatever you want, eat whatever you can, do whatever you can. But depending upon the complexity of what's going on with a patient, they may need to follow specific dietary interventions. Okay, so not just giving someone a casserole or... uh, Right. Okay. A lot of times we see in the oncology setting that a patient may need to be on a neutropenic diet. A patient that is following or that has a a low immune system or compromised immune system Mm -hmm. may need to be extra mindful of any type of foodborne illness. So they're not supposed to have any undercooked eggs or undercooked meats, any raw fruits or vegetables, any types of like salads and things like that to make sure that we are not compromising them because whereas it might make you or I a little bit sick, maybe not feel well, it could be severely detrimental to their health and their progression in regards to their their you know journey and recovery so are you empowered and help me to understand to uh be part of the discussion and conversation of of your team that actually prepares the meals for the patients that you see and that you can make recommendations on how those meals are to be prepared to meet the standard that you've just articulated? 100%. We uh, we work with our chefs very closely to okay. make sure that the same messages that... So chefs and hospital, those are... That sounds like an oxymoron to me. I, I've never heard the term chef mentioned in relationship to food preparation in a hospital setting. That's a very interesting concept. Yes, sir. We work very closely with our chefs. We have a nutrition and culinary task force that um, meets at least once a month, depending upon our menu cycle. It may be uh, once a week while we're uh, reviewing menus, making sure that they're aligning with the message that the dietitians are providing to the patients. Okay. Wow. So a chef, again, I'll just make this point. I don't think that when people think about hospital preparation of food that they use the term chef comes to mind. So at, when I hear the word chef, that sounds like a high level of preparation of food on a on a much, much more qualitative level to me. 100%. The same food that we serve in the cafeteria is served to our patients upstairs that are admitted. That is outstanding. Can you please cite for us uh, some research that helps us to understand some guidelines around nutrition and possible prevention of cancer? Absolutely. A great resource to utilize is the American Institute for Cancer Research, or AICR.org. They put out guidelines to help uh, possibly reduce your risk for diagnosis, as well as the risk for uh, recurrence and progression if you have already been diagnosed. What's the one big thing that you want people to walk away from today's conversation of understanding or being inspired about nutrition and cancer care? I think it's important 
to make sure that you are talking to a professional, making sure that you're getting evidence-based recommendations, making sure that that nutrition professional understands every aspect of your care and your journey because there are a lot of things that can positively help you in regards to your journey, but there are a lot of things that can negatively affect you as well. Karen Sutter, we appreciate your commitment to your work and your vocation, and thank you for all that you do. And um, I'm inspired to eat better just by listening to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And if you would like to follow up on what we all have learned from our guest here today, Percy, we're going to put that website she mentioned on our website. Absolutely. It's the American Institute for Cancer Research, and it is a pretty thorough, reputable research that allows us to talk about the benefits, the effects, facts, figures, all of the uh, relative things that one really would be empowered to understand about how nutrition impacts and correlates with our, our health and our wellness, and particularly from a cancer care perspective. So we'll talk about treatment and therapy, recovery. So again, American Institute for AmericanInstituteForCancerResearch.org. And we will put that link on our website, which is HealthHopeAndInspiration.com. Well, there's much more to come on today's program, so stay with us. We'll be back with Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided when and if desired by the patient. Our topic today is eating right to fight cancer. If you joined us late, we just finished that conversation with a nutritionist who has such good information for us. And this whole program will be archived online at our website. So if you'd like to go back and listen again or even pass the program on to someone else for their benefit, go to health, hope, and inspiration. Dot com. All right, we're going to start eating right now, Percy. Is that uh, is that right? We are. As a matter of fact, in all seriousness, I have really taken on the challenge of doing so. I know you have. And, yeah. and have experienced tremendous benefits and results in a relatively short period of time. That's a but great it, report. But the key to it is, and, and what I want to share from, from that testimony is, it really truly is a shift in a mental focus because mm-hmm. it's going to require that. It can't be just a fad. It can't just be an emotional reaction to something that someone has said there really has to be a, an intrinsic uh, ownership of why this is an important thing to do. And and I'm here to tell you that I'm grateful for that challenge and, and moving forward every day. And for those of us who believe in the power of prayer, why not make this a matter of prayer? 
Well, um, exactly. And incorporate it with your prayer. I know what I've done uh, as an example, and we don't want to go into all of those great details, is that I've, I've created a regiment of a workout with my nutritional, uh, new nutritional practices that incorporates my meditation time and my, my alone time with God that has become very powerful for me. So it's not like I need to go pray now and I need to go work out here and I need to eat better. I've incorporated that in my actual spiritual exercise that has become very intrinsically powerful of my day now, and it's very powerful. One of the things that I learned uh, from our guest today, Karen Sutters, was the importance of when we are diagnosed with cancer and nutrition becomes so important, it is important to work with our oncologist. There's a ton of different people and places that are shouting at us about nutritional practices and nutritional things to do. From an oncology perspective, it is very important to understand that there may be some nutritional advice that people are being given that is not beneficial for their specific uh, cancer and mm-hmm. oncology situation. Mm-hmm. And so the point here is that you should be speaking to uh, a very reputable, registered nutritionist and clinician who also is in alignment with your oncological process and treatment care plan and that those are syncing together. Because very important. There may be some things that may be good to do nutritionally, but it's not beneficial or good for one's current cancer scenario or therapy regimen that they're on. Karen used the term therapeutic diet. Interesting term, right? Yeah. In having conversation with good, uh, a licensed nutritionist as well as your oncologist, understanding what are your cancer restrictions, needs, and complications, and how do that align with possible nutritional practices. Uh, my interpretation of that is that that will help create a therapeutic diet in that context. All right. What advice do you have to follow a conversation like the one we've had today? I mean, we've gotten certainly some good information here. We need some motivation. We need a plan. Uh, where do we start? You know, I think the obviously where, where this conversation comes into play in many cases for cancer patients is that they're probably experiencing some challenges from a nutritional perspective that is causing them to have to address some things, whether it's weight loss, uh, whether it's a lack of energy, what have you, that where we all can start, and certainly from a cancer care perspective, is be willing and open to sit down and have a conversation with a nutritionist and just get a sense of and be assessed. One of the things that Karen did talk about was this very scientific assessment process uh, that she utilizes in having a discussion with people about their diet so that's not just a haphazard ad hoc conversation. We don't want people to have those type of conversations, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, side street, third party conversations with individuals. Uh, Speak with someone that is utilizing good evidence-based tools that will help to truly assess where one is from a nutritional perspective. And again, I think that where any and everyone can start is we can begin to engage Uh, that discussion with the proper people that we trust and that we value from a clinical care perspective. Now, this program today, this conversation now, is not the first one we've had on this topic. We've had others, and those programs are all archived on our website. So you can go back and you can look at the titles of the programs and pick out ones on nutrition and get a a fuller picture of what we're talking about That is correct. We've spoken with Carolyn Lammersfeld, who is a a long-term nutritionist, clinical nutritionist, 
uh, with the Cancer Treatment Centers of America who's given us insight. Because we feel that this conversation is so important, mm-hmm. it's it's worthy of, of several different segments on the show because what we now understand, and again, with the resource that we've given the American Institute for Cancer Research, it helps us to understand very profoundly the impact of nutrition and its potential effects positive or therefore negative with regard to a cancer journey, a cancer therapy, and recovery of cancer. And let me emphasize again that we are going to put a link to the website that was mentioned earlier from the American Institute for Cancer Research on our webpage. So all you need to do is go there and you'll find the link and that could be a good starting point. That's exactly correct. We want people to uh, have access to reputable, good evidence-based clinical research that will give them solid information. So again, uh, as we've looked at this, uh, we feel that that's one of maybe not the only one, but one of the really good resources that people will get solid information from. And just briefly, you are overseeing that website, so you're making sure that what goes on there is helpful to our listeners. Please know that there is due diligence that is being given to what is being placed as a resource so that we can stand behind all of those sources and make sure that people are getting adequate and reputable information that will allow them to theoretically either have good conversations with their healthcare professional and begin to seek out the possibilities of things that may be of benefit to them with their unique situation. What is the website? Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. I took the words out of your mouth. You did. Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. We have resources there. We'll be adding uh, additional resources as we continue to want to empower this community to be healthy, to be hopeful, and to be inspired. Percy, thank you. See you next time. All right. Take care and God bless. Thank you. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.